It's the Lost Years Pod. Lost Years Pod. Running through this show called Boy Meets World is what we're doing. Sit and tell your friends who will always stand by you. It's the Lost Years Pod. Hello and welcome to the Lost Years, a retrospective fan cast. I'm Tay. I'm Sid. And this is episode 11 of season two. Huzzah! We are in the same room. Wee! It's crazy. <laughs> we're, we're out here, we're in the same room. We're both wearing hats. And also, we have a special guest, friend of the pod, Cal's Calzones, or as we call them, as. What the fuck? Oh my god! <laughs> Can I swear on this podcast? Yeah. I, cool. I've never noticed if you don't or not. So we do occasionally. So we have the explicit mark, but um, now it's a, now it's, it's super a real explicit. explicit. Now it's, it's very actively. We're explicit. down and dirty on the Lost Years Pod. <laughs> Thank you for being our first ever podcast guest. Yeah, suck it, Colin. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's your history with Boy Meets World? None of hey. the above. Um, this episode, season two, episode 11, is uh-huh. the first episode of Boy oh, Meets World that, that I ever watched. ever watched. Oh, um, and I liked it a lot. I'm going to start watching the show now. Hell yeah. It was really good. Yay. Well, we should start. What are you nostalgic for this week, Sid? I, it's not really nostalgic. I've been doing it this weekend. But public transit that's actually accessible. Heyo. Um, I live in a spot that is not super accessible, and I have to drive my car everywhere, and it kind of sucks. And whenever I get to go to a big city, like Chicago or New York or somewhere like that, I think, well, this is the life. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just very nice for me. And yeah. I like getting around places really easily. You just so. buy a fancy little card, and it lets you go anywhere. Yeah, man. I mean, really. I wish I could do that all the time. Yeah. I love I love our transit. Like... Sometimes I'm waiting, like last night when I was trying to get home from chicken, I was waiting for a bus for quite a long time, but it's still very good. Like it's definitely better than New York's. Yeah. By a long shot. Agree. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what are you nostalgic for? Wait, I'm last as what are you oh, nostalgic I, for? Oh, I go in the middle? Yes. Cool. I'm You're nostalgic for the Nintendo Game Boy. Wow. Yeah. You guys talked about the Wii a couple weeks ago. We did. Mm-hmm. And um, so... The new Pokemon game came out yesterday, I a little behind this. the scenes action, and I was just thinking about how I used to play Pokemon all the time on like every car ride ever, uh, and I had like the little attachment for the Game Boy the that was light. like a lamp, Yeah. Um, and I miss playing my Game Boy all the time. Aww. I still can, I still own it, but I, <laughs> I don't. It's not quite the same yeah. when you have other I have, systems. I have things that have backlights now. Yeah. So, Most screens are backlit these look days. Look how far we've come. <laughs> what are you nostalgic for? Uh, Gilmore Girls. Oh. A classic, wonderful television show. Mm. And kind of, in some ways, a, a gateway to this podcast, because Gilmore Guys was the first podcast I ever listened to. That was my gateway podcast. Mm. Um, and I don't know why, but like the other night, I wanted to watch a very specific scene of Gilmore <laughs> Girls, like right as I was doing prep for this, and I was like... I'm nostalgic for this show because I used to uh, come home after school every day and watch it on ABC Family when it was still ABC Family. Um, at Freeform. Four yeah, now it's Freeform, <laughs> which is nothing. Um, but I used to watch it at four o'clock every day and my mom didn't like that I watched that show. She told me I wasn't allowed to watch it, but she wasn't home at four o'clock so I could do whatever I wanted. <laughs> yeah, it was a very fun, very good uh, show about a mother and daughter. I love that show. It's really great. I, I think the reason I gravitated towards it was because... It both portrayed the mother-daughter relationship that I had and the one that I wanted. And so I was like, hmm, sad. <laughs> At 14. like I have a very specific memory of coming back from my friend's cottage. And we had that playing in the DVD player in the minivan. Oh, yes. Which... I love those. I really, to this day, day, yes. I want the box set of that. You got a bonus nostalgia thing there. Yeah. Listener. so great. (laughs) Yeah, the DVDs and minivans. (laughs) All right. Well, do you want to get into it? Yes. That's what I'm here for. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, is that why we invited you? Oh, that's crazy. It's not because I'm your friend or anything. (laughs) Not because I'm your friend of the pod. Yeah, definitely not. Uh, All right. So season two, episode 11 is titled The Beard. Uh, the episode aired on December 9th, 1994, and the synopsis is Sean gets Corey to look after a girl while he dates another one. Yeah. That yep. sucks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. We got a lot Just to like, talk about this Right one. off the top, that sucks. Yeah, it's really, it's just, this is, 
this is quite an episode. Let me say, it's very fun mm-hmm. um, because they're always fun, but it is conceptually a nightmare. Also, not what a beard is. No, <laughs> not what a beard is. Yeah, immediately after the opening scene, I was like, oh. Oh, mm-hmm. no. Not this episode. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, well. Let's do it. First scene, we're in the Matthews kitchen. Amy is sitting at the table in front of a spread of, I guess, magazines, trying to decide on a car. The boys come in and try to convince her to buy a two-seater Ferrari. Alan says, guys, this is your mother's car, your mother's decision, and she will make her decision in her own good time, hopefully while there's still fossil fuel on the planet. (laughs) Alan says, somebody look, is she smiling? And they both look, and Eric says, no, she's got the same glazed look on her face she's had the last two months. And then she suddenly points at one of the catalogs on the table and says, it's the van. And the boys are both like, no. And Alan shushes them and says, go ahead, sweetheart. And Amy describes all the reasons she wants the van. Good for camping, for soccer, for work. I could see how this would work. And Alan says, if she settled on a color yet? And she's like, no, color's not in focus yet. And he says, why don't you take it for a test drive around the house? And she picks up the catalog and says, yeah, good idea. And walks out of the kitchen. And Alan sits down at the table with the boys and says, well, gentlemen, were you taking notes on one of the subtle differences between men and women? See, we're men. We like to rush, 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 rush. You know, just do it. But women, they don't like to just do it. You got to buy them a car first. And they just look at him and he's like, I'm kidding. Ha, I never said that. And that's the end of the scene. <laughs> what a great opening scene. Yeah. Yeah, Thanks, immediately. Alan. <laughs> Thanks, Alan. <laughs> Um, so we go to the next scene. They're at school. We're in Turner's class. He's teaching Hamlet. When he goes to the board, a girl turns around and passes a note to Corey. And Corey says, for me. And she's like, Sean. He's like, oh, right. See, when you looked at me, I just, and she cuts him off to say, just pass it. And so he does. And then we cut to them at Feeney's class and a different girl passes Corey a note. He thinks this one's for him and starts to brag about it to Sean until the girl tells him to pass it to Sean. And then he crumples it up and puts it on Sean's desk behind him. And then to the girl says, do I have an unlisted desk or something? Uh, cut to them walking into the cafeteria, and Sean says, Stacy, Linda, Linda, Stacy, I've never been so depressed in my whole life. And Corey says, I know, I mean, two beautiful girls both want you. Poor guy, there's got to be a hotline you can call. Of course, with your luck, a girl would answer and she'd want you. And Sean says, if I reject Linda, she'll get upset, and there's no way I'd ever want to see a pout on those beautiful, full lips. And then he starts staring up into the middle distance and says, actually, it looks pretty good. And Corey looks up in the direction he's looking and says, where do you see that? Which is great very joke. fun. Yeah, great joke. extremely good. Uh, Sean says, but if I reject Stacy and she freaks out, this sucks. Yep. Just preemptively, this is really bad and terrible and I hate it so uh-huh. much. But if I reject Stacy, she could freak out, get a sex change operation and come back as a really angry dude seeking revenge. And Corey just looks at him like, dude. And Sean says, hey, I've seen it happen. I thought I thought you were saying like the whole thing in general sucks. I forgot about that joke. Yeah, that yeah. that joke sucks. sucks really bad. Yeah. Um I hate it here. Yeah, it's bad, <laughs> it's bad, it's bad, it's bad, it's bad. Yeah. Also, I want to hop in here and say this is like the beginning of this little sequence is the first time I've ever seen Turner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um I don't I thought in my brain he was just Elvis Presley. <laughs> Until this point. I was like, I don't know what this man looks like. Who's, like, the coolest, slickest guy? Yeah. Elvis Presley. (laughs) The coolest, slickest guy is Elvis Presley for you. So what did you think when you saw it? Yeah. I was like, oh, he's just, like, an English teacher. Okay. You think he's just an English teacher? (laughs) I did not have English teachers who looked like that. I had one. Okay, fair enough. And uh, I had him three years in a row in high school. So I guess that just really... Like, affects my view of what an English teacher is. He, like, had a band and, like, played guitar really well. His huh. name was Vance Jeffrey. That's his his band's name. Look Vance it up. Vance Jeffrey. It's not even hyphenated. It's it's Vance Jeffrey. Oh, just one, one word. Yeah. Wow. I won't give his last name because I'm not going to dox him. But... <laughs> dox motherfuckers. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, but he is hot, if that's what you're at. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> great, 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 great. Uh, so Sean says that terrible thing, and then Corey says, Sean, just choose. And Sean's like, I can't. And Corey says, you did it at lunch. And Sean's like, when? Corey says, when you picked meatloaf instead of chicken. How'd you do that? Which is another, uh, we're just comparing women to everything but to what they actually meats. are. Yeah, they're meat and Literal meats. Oh, man. It's all bad. Sean says, well, I couldn't decide, and then I saw you were getting the chicken, so I figured if I changed my mind, I could just have some of yours. And then he gasps and looks back up into the middle distance, and Corey says, oh, she's back? And looks where he's looking, which is funny. And Sean says, how do you know if you're having an idea? And Corey looks at him weird, and then we get a musical singer, so I'm calling that the end of the scene. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. 
I oh, mean, I hate it. Yeah, we've said a lot about this scene already. It's really bad. Yeah. The premise of this episode is terrible. It's bad. Like, yeah. I'm really happy that you watched an episode of Boy Meets World to, like, get it. But mm-hmm. I hate, I kind of hate particular this particular episode. This is the one that yeah. you started with. Yeah, yeah, but you know what? There were some moments in it that really sold me on the series. Mm-hmm. So, like, that that looking into the middle distance gag it's was funny. so good. Yeah. <laughs> So we cut to the next scene. We're in the school hallway. Corey says to Sean, you are a sick and twisted individual. And Sean says to you, to me, I'm a visionary. And Corey says, it can't work. Sean says, it's bulletproof. I start dating one of the girls while you go out with the other one for me. That way she's off the market until I'm ready to date her. Corey's like, what, you want me to keep her fresh until you're ready for her? What am I, Tupperware? Which is funny. Sean (laughs) says, what else do you have to do? And Corey says, what do I have to do? I'll have you know my calendar is chock full. And Sean asks with what, and Corey pulls out like a little calendar book and starts flipping through it. All They're all empty. He's naming random holidays. I have Lincoln's birthday and Lincoln's birthday traditional and reorder <laughs> calendar pages. I'm so busy. I can't even talk to you now. Sean says, so you're going to do this for me. And Corey throws up his hands and says, oh, obviously, which is also very fun. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's another joke gag that they keep trying to throw mm-hmm. in every once in a while. That yeah. Corey just agrees yes, with Sean, but obviously. he doesn't want to. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I do love that. <laughs> Sean calls him a lifesaver and says he owes him, and Corey's like, yeah, yeah, so Sean choose. Which one am I babysitting? Meatloaf or chicken? Oh, terrible. Terrible. (sighs) (laughs) So bad. Sean says, whichever one comes up to me first, I'll go out with her because that means she likes me better than the other one. And Linda walks up to them and says, hey to Sean. And Corey's like, Linda, congratulations. And Linda's like, for what? And Sean steps in front of him and says, for looking very lindacious today, isn't that enough? And she says, not for me. Call me and walks away. And Corey's like, what was that about? I thought she was the one. And Sean's like, I don't know. I panicked. I can't decide. Corey's like, fine. You know what? You take Stacy. I'll take Linda. And Sean's like, no, I want Linda. Corey says, fine. Then I'll take Stacy. And Sean's like, no. And then they start to walk down the hallway. And Corey says, Sean, you're being greedy. And he says, no, I'm not. And then Corey says, fine. I'll go out with Debbie. And Sean's like, I want Debbie. And Corey yells, there is no Debbie. And Sean says, somewhere there's a Debbie. And that's the end of the scene. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. But he is wrong. Oh, but it's... Uh, yes, I mean, in general. So yes, gross. but... <laughs> it's really bad. Yeah. We're just going to be saying that a lot this episode. Um, how about that word, lindacious? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was a... That was... I paused the episode and had to go get a glass of water at that point. I was like, mm, Let's just wow. have this moment. <laughs> So we're back at school, next scene. Frankie and Joey are back, but no Harley. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Frankie says, hey, it's a Friday afternoon. Ain't you forgetting something? And Joey's like, oh yeah, I forgot to clean out my locker. And he walks over to his locker, which last week was Sean's locker, mm-hmm. and opens it up, and two nerd-coated kids clamber out, and he says, yes, gentlemen, Friday already. Enjoy your weekend, don't get too much sun, and I'll see you on Monday. And they watch them run away, and Frankie says, ah, oh, look at them run. Call me soft, but I like making people happy. I want to talk about this moment a little bit Please. because I had like a little freak out at home. Mm-hmm. I, actually, I have a Google search oh my goodness. pulled up already in preparation to talk <laughs> about this. The The bigger one, is that mm-hmm. Frankie or Joey? That's Frankie. Frankie is one of my favorite actors on another sitcom that really? I watched. Yeah, his name is Ethan Supley. That's what the Google was. He's on My Name is Earl, which is mm-hmm. one of my favorite shows oh, of all time. Oh, I didn't time. know that. Yeah, he plays Earl's brother. Adorable. And so, like, seeing him, like, so young in this show, I was like, oh, my God, it's Randy. <laughs> but it's not Randy. It's not Randy. It's Frankie. Yeah. That's a similar vibe to when, like, Adam Scott just appeared a couple episodes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like, I gotta Hello? go back and find that. <laughs> that's that's interesting. Oh, man. Adam Scott does come back. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. It's very fun. I really love his character when he comes back. So we cut to Corey, who's watching this random guy hit on Linda. She looks very trapped, and the kid's like, so I say to myself, you got a free night? How about giving some lucky girl the chance? And she, extremely un- uninterested, says, well, I've certainly always dreamed of you asking me, what's your name again? And he says, Roy, with an R. So yes or no, are we going up tonight? <laughs> worst line. <laughs> he's the worst. He's so stupid and bad. Mm. Uh, Corey, what else would it be with? I Like, I know that that's the whole joke, but like, really an thinking um-out. about it? <laughs> an umlaut. A W, maybe? Yeah, W-R-O-Y. <laughs> Roy. Actually, it probably would have been funnier if you'd said Roy with a W. <laughs> yeah. We gotta go back in time and rewrite Yeah, this let me just episode. call up my, uh, Mark Jacobs. Mark Jacobs? We'll contact one of Michael the, Jacobs? the writers that follows us on Twitter. There we go. Yeah, they're like, big, we have an idea for you. They're big fans. Get them on the show. <laughs> Honestly, the dream. 
Corey walks up and says, Roy, come here, you've got to see this. Some guy's in the hallway making a major fool of himself, asking out this girl who's totally not interested. Oh, wait, it's you. Yes, Corey. Incredible. It's incredibly good. <laughs> got him. Roy says, really funny, Matthews. And then to Linda, he says, you're lost and walks away. And as She didn't even reject him. No. <laughs> she was about to go along with she it. She really was, which is really just like... An indictment on how women are socialized. Like, she was just going to be like, I guess, fine, you're here, whatever. It's probably easier to say yes to you. Yeah, and the next couple lines, like, feed into that, too. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so he says, you're lost. And then Corey, as he walks away, says, in time, I think she'll get over it. And Linda thanks him and says, I never know what to say when creepy guys are coming on to me. And Corey shrugs and says, me neither. Linda ignores this and is like, can I ask you a question, Corey? (laughs) And Corey says, creepy guys don't actually come on to me. That's not what I meant. She's like, no, I meant about Sean. Is he avoiding me? And Corey says, Sean, avoiding you? What makes you say that? And then just then, Sean runs up and starts trying to talk to Corey. But then he sees he's talking to Linda and immediately, like, turns and runs away (laughs) very dramatically. And Corey, to Linda, says he's just shy, especially around beautiful girls like you. And she says, he thinks I'm beautiful? And Corey says, how can he not? I mean, look at you. I also think he'd say what a nice smile you have and how sweet and smart you are. And she smiles at the compliments and Corey finishes. He's intimidated. Sean. And Linda says, Sean? Intimidated? He's like, well, it's kind of hard to talk to girls you like. And she says, so how come you're not intimidated? And he says, because, well, if you'll notice, I'm not looking directly at your smart and sweet smile. And he starts to kind of look past her. And then she ducks her head into his eyeline and says, would you? And then they smile at each other. And that's the end of the scene. It's very cute. What a sweet moment. Yeah, it's extremely cute. And also, would you? Is like a very good line. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my god. Corey's got the moves right there. The thing is, Corey's just like a kind guy. Yeah. yeah. He's just like being nice to her. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's like, ooh, shocking. It's like, <laughs> it's, like it's not even moves. It's just like treating I, someone yeah. respectfully. <laughs> Uh, so we go to the next scene. We're at Chubby's. Frankie and Joey are by the jukebox, and Frankie asks a couple girls walking by if they want to dance. They both, like, <laughs> nod kind of excitedly, and Joey just points and says, okay, so dance. And then they pull their <laughs> eyes and walk away, and Joey's like, what did I say? <laughs> and that's the rough that was, Joey and Frankie for this episode. That was so good. I was like, you guys are so fucking stupid. They're so dumb. <laughs> I love them so much. I do love, though, they have... Nothing to do with the rest of the plot of the episode. They needed to fill a couple minutes, and they were like, throw Frankie and Joey in there. Yeah, Yeah. clearly Amy and Alan's storyline is also rough, so we're gonna put these two just in there for no reason. Just to fill some time. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Corey and Linda come down the stairs and Corey's like, I can't believe you go to our school and you've never been to Chubby's before. She says, I always heard it was just such a dive. And Corey says, it used to be dive, but now it's more of a rat hole. And she says, how's the food? He's like, what do you mean, how's the food? It's a rat hole. (laughs) They're at the counter now and she asks the big guy who we learn is Chubby for a menu. Chubby turns around and is like, excuse me? And Corey says, uh, first time here, exchange student from Latvia. And to Linda, he goes, Nick, many Nick. And they walk away from the counter. And he says, Linda, you can't just come in here first time and order. And she's like, why not? And he says, because Chubby doesn't like that. And if he doesn't respect you, he won't feed you. She says, okay, then what do I do? And Corey explains this very specific back and forth she needs to have with Chubby and finishes with, if he asks you what you want to drink, you're in, you're set for life. And Linda says, I'm so glad you're here. And Corey says, so am I. Because now I can tell you that Sean's the one who, and then she cuts him off and says, she's starting to turn. And they do the back and forth with Chubby, and he offers her a drink, and she says, what do you recommend? And he picks up what seems like a random drink off the counter, it's a soda. And he's like, she's like, you got diet? And he pours half of it into another cup and says, here, half the calories. (laughs) (laughs) Corey is impressed. He says, I've never seen anybody come in here and get that kind of respect from Chubby. You're a natural. And she sits down at the booth and says, hey, I had help from the best. And Corey says, you think so? And then starts to sit on the other side of the booth. And says, well, you know, the best is really Sean. You should see him order. I get chills. And she says, where are you going? And he's like, I was going to sit over here. She says, what's wrong with next to me? And I have a lot of answers for this. I don't like when people who are dating sit on the same side of the booth. That's weird. I also wrote, it's weird. That's what it is. (laughs) What's wrong with it is that it's weird. (laughs) Because now you're you're looking across the table at nobody. Mm -hmm. Right. It's odd. I've always hated that when people do it. It's extremely weird. So the audience loves this. And while it's very cute, like, this girl is very brave. I simply would never. Mm. 
But uh, I don't I don't like sitting on the same side of the booth as somebody. Corey is very giddy. He says, I don't know, why don't I go over there and see? And he sits down next to her at the booth and he's like, you're right, it's actually very nice over here. She says, why is that? And he's like, well, I think it's being here with you. And she says, you know what's funny? You start off in the morning thinking about one person and then you end up in a booth next to somebody else. And she like scoots closer to him. Just then, Sean and Stacey come down the stairs and Corey clocks them and says, oh boy, and sort of jumps away from Linda. And she's like, what's the matter? And he says, I I was just thinking, did you know that Sean is my friend? And she says, <laughs> she says, you're such a sweet guy, Corey. I love that. And kisses him and then says, I can't believe you just did that, which is extremely confusing to me uh-huh. because she very clearly kisses him. And I always heard this scene as I can't believe I just did that. But then I watched it back with the subtitles and she says you. Yeah. Makes no sense. Like, she shoot her shot, but Corey was just sitting there. He yeah. was just sitting there. Well, I think it's because she wanted to be like, oh, you bad boy. Right. Like, but it didn't make yeah. sense in the context <laughs> of the scene. Uh, Corey looks very spooked and says, I'm pretty shocked myself. And Linda just looks at him, like, very dreamy. Sean turns around from the counter with Stacy and gives him a thumbs up, which Corey a little too enthusiastically returns. And Linda seemingly does not notice. And that is the end of the scene. <laughs> I don't get how. <laughs> yes, it's yeah. Very into giving yeah. me the thumbs I up. I wanted to point out that in that kiss, um, Corey's mouth did not move <laughs> at all. It was very funny for me to watch that. Oh, he's a baby. Yeah, he, like... he was just sitting there like dumbfounded. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like two episodes ago, he was learning how to kiss. Literally. <laughs> yeah. I love that we're in like the, the Corey dating saga right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And how he just keeps fucking that up. <laughs> Oh, man. So the next scene, we're at the Matthews. Eric and Corey seem to be setting the table for dinner. Alan comes in and says, boys, remember that little talk we had yesterday about women? And Corey's like, yeah, on this. <laughs> so just put her head in her hands. <laughs> I hate all of this. <laughs> oh, Corey's like, yeah, on that subject, I could use some advice. And Alan says, glad to, son, but first, admire the wonder that is me. Remember how I explained how women are creatures of process? Men, on the other hand, are creatures of and I have taken action. He walks over to the stairs and yells up, Amy, darling, can you come down here, please? And then to the boys says, now watch as she jumps up and down and throws her arms around my neck with gratitude. And Amy comes down in a gorgeous purple suit. She looks incredible. Oh, yes. And greets him and says, you know how you hate those pushy Carl salesmen who call you little lady? And she's like, yes. And he says, well, such is my love for you that I've saved you from that. And he walks her over to the back door and says, if you'll just step right over here, look out the door at your brand new, fully loaded 1995 minivan. And she is completely shocked. She just very quietly says, Alan, did you buy that? And he's like, yes, I did. She says, so we own it? And he's like still very excited, but starting to read her tone. And he says, yes, yes, this is not jumping. And she says, this is not what I wanted. And he's like, yes, it is. It's green, beige interior. Just like he said, ask the guys. And he goes back into the house. And Corey and Eric, both of them are deliberately avoiding eye contact. One is looking up at the ceiling, the other one down at the floor. Uh, Alan says, oh, thanks. And Amy runs back into the house and slams the back door and says, I can't believe you did this. And Alan's like, you wanted it. And she says, no, I didn't. And he says, yes, you did. You said you could see yourself in it. You were driving and camping and with the kids and smiling at your husband. Jump, jump for the boys. And she sighs, extremely exasperated and says, we were talking about a car and you just went out and bought it. What is it with you men? Rush, rush, rush. And she starts to walk away. And Alan says it has cup holders. And she turns <laughs> and says... Why don't we talk about this in the other room? And the audience ooze. Yeah. <laughs> and Alan starts to go, but stops into Corey says, Oh, you wanted some advice about women? And Corey says, Yeah. And Alan's like, So do I. And follows the way Amy left. He immediately knew that that wasn't going to go well. Oh, definitely um, not. As soon as the scene started. What I do appreciate about this, even though Amy and Alan have like also a rough storyline in this episode, is that they actually show them in a relationship where they're still kind of like quarreling with each other yeah. and mm-hmm. it's like oh yeah that's a relationship still like it's not just always happy between them all the time absolutely and that's good <laughs> three little words for alan here mm. are you sure <laughs> are you sure <laughs> he's not sure followed up with a hey don't <laughs> yeah yeah uh, so Corey turns to Eric and asks him for help, and Eric's like, no, don't come to me for help with your little seventh grade milk and cookie social problems, okay? <laughs> Which is funny. Corey says, please, I'm in deep personal agony. Eric considers this and says, okay, I'm up for a laugh. Let's hear it. So Corey explains the Sean backup dating situation. He decides to go out with one while I kind of babysit the other. And Eric says, because you're safe, right? 
Corey's like, yeah, then thinks about it and then asks, what do you mean? And Eric says, I mean, you're no risk. Sean's saying by putting this girl with you, it's like putting her in a storage bin. She's protected. It's like she's dating bubble wrap. Corey says, I'll have you know, there are women who think I'm very dangerous. Eric says, who? Grandma? And he says, not just grandma. Although she is very frightened of me. <laughs> and Eric, Why? I don't know. <laughs> Which also, if it's the grandma that we met, does not make sense at all. Yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> Uh, Eric asks who else, and he says, Linda, my assignment also happens to think I'm not so safe. My assignment. My assignment. It's the worst word. (laughs) (laughs) Eric says, yeah, what'd you do, run with scissors? And Corey says, I kissed her. And Eric's like, where? And he says, chubbies. And Eric's like, no. And he says, no, lips. And Eric says, all right, Corey, you're not safe anymore. All your problems are solved. And Corey's like, my problem's just beginning. I mean, I like Linda. She likes me. Sean doesn't know anything about it. And Eric says, so you went behind your best friend's back and stole the girl he was lying to. And Corey says, a movie or the week or what? And Eric says, look, everything's okay. You've got a girlfriend. Sean's got a girlfriend. And Corey says, yeah, I have a girlfriend. A girlfriend I can kiss on the lips whenever I want. If it's okay with her. <laughs> Which is good. Yeah. All right, everything's okay. And Eric says, unless, of course, Sean breaks up with this girlfriend. Corey says, that can't happen. Can that happen? Eric says, well, I know most seventh grade relationships end in marriage, but you never can tell. And Corey's like, Eric, help me. This is important. And Eric says, no, you've got to decide what's more important, your best friend or your girlfriend. Corey says, I don't want to decide that. Whatever I decide, I lose. And there's a fade to presumably the next day, so end of scene. Yeah. There was a moment where I had to really appreciate the writing in this scene when Corey was like, I can kiss her whenever I want. And I was like, well, and then he like amended that statement. I was like, yes. There you go. You Consent. get it. You get it. Oh, man. Also, the fact they went on one date, and it's like, I have a girlfriend. I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, middle school relationships mm-hmm. That's literally weird. all it They're was. They're just like that, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes less than that, and you're boyfriend and girlfriend. Oh, my God. I dated a guy for basically my entire sixth grade year, and we never talked to each other. <laughs> we never talked to each other. We talked to each other the a couple of times in the hallway. He got me a chocolate rose for Valentine's Day, and that was, like, the extent of our relationship. Mm. I, uh... My, my first relationship was I dated a girl from church for nice. two weeks. Two weeks? And we saw each other once. And then I uh, sent her a text and I was like, this is odd. <laughs> <laughs> and that was that. Oh, I also wanted to say that Alan's dad fashion in this scene was pretty nice. Oh, yeah. The parents are dressed really well, yeah. generally speaking. It's so I want to dress like that. <laughs> so funny how time is a circle though especially with fashion because a lot of the clothes in this whole episode i was like that is being worn today yeah Mm -hmm. i see people wearing that i have that (laughs) (laughs) time is a flat circle uh feeney is this is the next day at school feeney's teaching about jfk and i think his decision on whether or not to join the war he's talking about his agonizing dilemma which obviously is what Corey is facing and Corey has an outburst based on the last thing feeney says something about the destruction of the entire world and goes give him a break it was his first big crisis it wasn't he his fault he liked the girl and feeney just looks at him and says mr matthews put your head down it's nap time (laughs) great moment absolutely fantastic moment <laughs> also, I think it was the Cuban Missile Crisis. Oh, okay. I do love... I was this only is, not paying attention. This yeah. is the first time in a minute that Feeney's also been teaching again. And yeah. yeah. It was just the little, the little quip like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah, classic. Mr. Matthews, <laughs> it's nap time. It's nap time. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> we cut to the hallway. Stacey and Sean are arguing about what movies they'd each like to see. And Stacey says, I'm beginning to think we have nothing in common. And Sean says, oh, yeah? Well, I'm beginning to think we have nothing in common. And Corey puts his arm around both of them and says, Stacy, Sean, and to Sean aside, he says, by the way, you're an idiot. And he continues, are you going to let a movie get in the way of a love that should last for all eternity? And Stacy says, looks like it, and walks away. Corey, now holding the air where she stood, says, look, there's no one there. And John says, good thing I still got Linda on deck. You're a lifesaver, bud. And Corey says, hey, don't give up on Stacy. That's a solid relationship there. A relationship a lot of people are depending on. And Sean's like, what do you mean? Corey says, I mean, look at you. You can't live without her. He boards a shaky arm at him and says, look at you. You're getting nervous. You're sweating. Your voice is getting higher. Now go. Go get her. Go get her, man. And Sean just looks at him and he says, okay, I'll go. And runs after Stacey and that's the end of the scene. I gotta say to you, the thing that they were fighting about with the movie, also I hated because she was talking about how she's into foreign films. And basically, not verbatim, but it was something about, like, they don't speak English in the subtitles thing. I was like, Sean, no! Yeah. <laughs> they don't even try to speak English in those movies. It's the worst! It's not good. Yeah. 
Also, what seventh grader is watching foreign films? <laughs> French romantic foreign films. Uh, Are you so... going to like the um? Oh, what's the name of that like fancy theater? The Sundance. Sure. <laughs> no, no, that's not um, the, uh, the Alamo Draft House. Oh. You're, going out, you're going down to the Alamo Draft House every Wednesday to catch <laughs> to watch a four. Yeah. Film. Classic seventh grade shenanigans. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I would go down to the corner bar every Tuesday, and, and I'd walk in. They go Norm. Oh, <laughs> uh, so the next scene we're at Chubby's. Stacy is at the counter talking to Chubby. She says, "Look, you have lettuce, you have tomatoes. Why can't you just toss me a salad, you greasy, greasy man?" And he says, "Hey, <laughs> he says, hey, where do you think you are?" The Sizzler? And Corey walks up to her and says, Stacy, funny ready to get to you here. You've been here before? And she says a couple of times, but I can never get this guy to give me any food. And he says, allow me. And then he shows her how to order the same way he shows Linda. And Chubby says, I am not greasy. I glow. And she turns to Corey and says, wait a minute. I don't like turkey, which is, there's a turkey chubby thing in there. And Corey says, that's okay. It's not really turkey. Listen, <laughs> it's so weird seeing you here without Sean. I think of you as such a couple. How long have you been going out? And they sit down at a booth and she says, four days. And he says, feels like five. <laughs> she says, look. I don't really want to hear the name Sean right now. And Corey says, that's okay. I understand. You know, when I watched you and Merle argue, it tore me up. And Stacey says, it did? That's really sweet. And he says, you want to talk sweet? Merle is sweet. And she says, Corey, it's just not working out with me and Merle. And Corey goes over to her side of the booth and says, give him a chance. I mean, go out with him for a year or two. See if it works. He grabs her hand and says, I'm begging you. And just then, Linda walks up behind him and sees him holding Stacey's hand and says, Corey, what's going on? And Corey says, Linda. Linda, right? Turning around and only confirm that it's Linda. And he turns around and she says, hi, Corey. And he says, still holding Stacey's hand, Linda, it's so nice to see you. You want to join us? She says, well, I'd hate to interrupt. And he says, what, this? And then he throws Stacey's hand down and says, this is nothing. I only sat next to Stacey and took her nothing hand to tell her she should keep going out with Sean. <sighs> Stacey says, yeah, all he talked about was Sean. And Linda's like, really? Did he also show you how to order? And Stacey <laughs> confirms. And Corey tries to explain. But Linda cuts him off and says, shows you how to order, gets you all cozy to booth, talks about Sean, and then boom, he makes his move. And Stacey says, is that what you were doing? And Corey's like, no, I couldn't. I don't have moves. I don't have boom. And Stacey to Linda says, he did this to you too. And she says, yeah, it's a whole routine. You think he's so nice. And Corey says, I am nice. Linda says, he looks so innocent. And Corey says, I'm a newborn lamb. And then he starts bleeding at her. He does, yeah. And Linda finishes, and then he snakes you away from Sean. And Stacey says, oh, poor Sean. And Corey turns to her and says, what? And just then, Sean walks up and says, hey, guys. And Linda says, Sean, you poor baby. And Corey stands up and says, are you kidding me? And then Stacey also stands up and says, hey, that's my poor baby. Sean's like, what's going on here, Cor? And Corey says, nothing good for me. <laughs> and Stacey says, your so-called friend here has been trying to snake your girlfriends behind your back. Girlfriends? Why are you fine with this? Yeah. I just, Corey got put in this situation. The worst situation possible. One of them was never Sean's girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> they made that clear at the yeah. beginning of the episode. Kidding. Also, poor Corey is a victim of circumstance truly, here. Like, truly, truly a victim Like, of yes, he went along with the plan, which also sucks. But she kissed him. She like, kissed him. She told him to come to that side of the booth. He actually was trying to do the quote-unquote right thing in this weird, terrible situation. Yeah. Also, he was just helping the both of them order, which is also unfortunate. It's because not, they didn't understand you, how you to go, do it. If you yeah. go to Chubby's, like, and you walk up and you're like, I want a sandwich, he ignores you. Exactly. Like, <laughs> actually just being nice he's literally exactly just being Corey's nice whole thing you gotta like wipe your nose and say a specific thing like yeah. you didn't go into it but it was ridiculous <laughs> uh, so stacy says the girlfriend's thing and linda says he pretends to build you up and then he makes his move and Corey says no move hardly at all none to her and points at stacy and says maybe a little over there towards linda <laughs> Corey says, listen, Sean, buddy. Sean says, girls, could you excuse us? Linda caresses Sean's face and says, I'll see you later, okay? And then Linda kisses him on the cheek and says, I'll see you after that. And they both leave. As and they're Corey both says, okay with that. Yeah. And Corey says, fine, I'll open up an antique shop. Gross. It's bad. Uh, Sean says to Corey, I asked you a simple favor. And Corey says, yeah, you thought I was safe, didn't you? You thought I was bubble wrap. Well, I am not safe. I am your most dangerous friend. And Sean says, you like Linda. And Corey's like, yeah, I do. Okay. <laughs> Sean sits down at the booth and says, Corey, that was not part of the plan. Corey says, well, maybe you don't fit into your 
safe little plan. Maybe that first day you came up to me and said, Corey, babysit Linda for me until I break up with Stacey. I should have just said no, but I was stupid. Well, I'll tell you something, pal. I'm never going to be that stupid again. And during this little speech, the girls come back up and are standing behind Corey for basically the entirety of it while Sean tries to tell Corey to, like, stop talking. And when Corey finishes... He realizes what Sean was signaling and says, both of them, right? I turn around and they're both going to be there. Yes, they are. As he turns around, <laughs> Sean stands up and says, girls, we thought you left. Boy, we really thought you left. And Stacey says, I forgot my purse. Wasn't that lucky? And Corey says, oh, yes, very lucky. And then he picks it up out of the booth and hands it to her. Says, here you go. And she says, thank you. And then hits him with it. And Corey says, ah, what about him? And so then Stacey hits Sean too. And Linda says, I don't which one of you is sleazier? And at the same time, Sean and Corey go, he is, and point at each other. And Corey says, it was your idea. And Sean's like, well, you went behind my back. And Corey says, that's because I really liked her. And Sean's like, I really liked both of them. And Linda says, you two are, are, and then everyone in Chubbies collectively says, scum. <laughs> and she says, thank you. You treat us like objects, not people. Corey says, you're right. I'm real, real sorry. Sean says, I just hope we can put this whole thing behind us and start fresh, okay? Corey, I'll thumb wrestle you for Linda. And Stacey hits him again, and they both leave. Everyone in Chubby's applauds. Sean starts to bow, and Corey says, Sean, they're clapping because they hate us. And he says, oh, well, same to you. <laughs> they sit down in the booth, and Corey says, I miss Linda already. And Corey says, I miss Stacey. And Linda. And Corey says, and Debbie. And Sean says, and Debbie. And Corey says, there is no Debbie. And Sean's like, then how come I miss her so much? Corey <laughs> says, because you're nuts. And Sean says, so here we are. Just the two of us. Couple of dangerous guys. Corey says, me too. And Sean's like, you? You're very dangerous. So dangerous, I'm never going to trust you with a girl again. Corey says, Good. So what? <laughs> Corey says, so what you're saying is, I lose my first girlfriend, but my best friend finally begins to respect me? John says, yeah. And Corey replies, I'll take it. And they shake hands, and that is the freeze frame on which we end the episode. Uh, first girlfriend. If what you're going by is the kiss, Topanga's your first girlfriend. True? Yeah. Um, and then TK. So <laughs> you, can't, true. you can't say that that's your first girlfriend, because all you've shared is one kiss in one moment, but you've actually shared more with both of the other girls. Yeah. Um... I did love, even though that Corey again put himself into this whole situation mm -hmm. by agreeing to this plan, he stuck up for himself. And I love that because Sean was yes. acting like, I'm not the bad guy here. I'm yeah. Like, Sean, you absolutely are. No, yeah. this is 100% your fault. So a few things about the end of this episode. Did Sean not respect Corey before? Yeah! That's, oh, man. <laughs> like, that's a, a somewhat constant, like, subtle theme of that's their happening. friendship. Yeah. yeah. And it happens again, I will say. Mm. Um, fantastic. <laughs> but it's kind of, I mean, it's kind of like the extent of the relationship is like Sean is this cool, fun yeah, guy right. and Corey is like average, safe. nerdy, safe. Yeah. Like, he's not really nerd, like geek, I think was one of the words that was thrown out about him. Mm -hmm. Um, or I guess he threw out about himself and like, it's very weird. He's just a guy. He's just <laughs> a guy. And I think that's part of it is like, he's just a guy and Sean is very cool. But part of the reason Sean is so cool is because he has a very... Bad home life, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's, like, this is his defense mechanism, is mm -hmm. being a cool guy that girls like. So, I don't know. But, yeah. So, I guess Corey's, like, gaining a little bit of respect now. Yeah. But also, another thing that bothered me about this scene. Mm -hmm. Just behind all the, it sucks that this happened. Yes. The point where Sean pulls Corey away and is like, can we speak in private for a second? And then is like, why, why, like, why is this happening? Why did he do that? Because at that point, both <laughs> girls are into him. That's like, true. <laughs> yeah, he ended that situation fine. Yeah. But I guess he just wanted to know what happened. Yeah. But still, but he they... was also trying to blame it on Corey. Right. Which mm. he was still, like, mad about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which has no place. <laughs> mm -hmm. All he Corey was... did was just be nice to the girls. He and was they... just yeah. nice to Corey her. Was just... But then, like, Sean was set. Like, it's yeah. true. It's as shitty as, like, the whole situation is, like, it didn't have to, like, go that way. No. Oh, man. Corey still held up his end of the deal. Yeah, I I did not like any of that, where it's like, you went behind my back, and it's like, she kissed him. Yeah! yeah. She was, he was doing, the, he was doing, again, he was doing the quote-unquote right thing, and just, like, being nice to Linda, and Linda was very into somebody being nice to her. Yeah. And, like, that was the extent of it. And if you're really trying to be like, you went behind my back. The entire time that he was still being nice to Linda and Stacy, he was hyping up Sean the, the whole, whole time. time. He was not talking about himself. No. He was not talking about like 
being into the girls or anything. Yeah. He was like, hey, what about Sean? What, what about, about Sean? this? The whole time. He didn't do anything wrong besides saying yes to the plan, yeah. which is mm-hmm. just the worst. Yeah. <laughs> it is really weird how both girls were like, you treat us like objects, not people. But also, I'm not, I'm not victim blaming them. I'm just saying the way that they accepted this situation of like, Corey tried to snake you away from us, but we're still both into you, Sean. Like, we're still into this. Yeah. It's very mm. confusing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot. It's a lot. Um, so we got a quick end credits here. Uh, we're at the car dealer's office. Alan and Amy are there together, and Alan says to the car rep, I know it's a little strange, but we'd like to return the van. And the rep says, why? And Alan says, well, it's kind of complicated, but there was a little miscommunication. And the rep says, did somebody here assume that somebody else was in a life position that they weren't in yet? And Amy says, yes, someone did. And Alan says, you told me you wanted the van. She says, you just went out and bought it. And he says, you told me to buy it. And she says, didn't. And he says, did. And they go back and forth until the rep stops him. And the rep says, excuse me, this is not about assigning blame. This is about who you are, both as individuals and as a driving couple. And Alan says, what kind of car dealer are you? And the rep says, I don't want to hear that word. What I want to hear (laughs) is the sound of you two listening to each other. Alan is rolling his eyes at this point. The rep continues now. Tell me about Amy. Not the Amy that the world sees, but the inner Amy. And he picks up a notebook and a pen and puts on reading glasses and Alan just puts his head on the desk exasperated. And Amy's like, well, I never felt that I was just a wife and mother. And Alan (laughs) interrupts to say, how long is this going to take? And the rep says, an hour today. And then I suggest that we get again together weekly until we start to see some progress. And Amy starts to look at her calendar and says, well, Tuesdays at three or five, I'm free. And the rep says, Tuesday's good for me, Alan. And Alan stands up and says, I just want to buy a car. I give you money. You give me metal. We drive home. It's done. And they both just stare at him. And he looks back and forth between the three, between the two of them and sits back down and says, Tuesday's fine for me. And that's the end of the episode. Good. I love that it turned into a little therapy. Yeah. Yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> we love a healthy relationship. <laughs> yeah, they, they really do get humanized, though, in this episode, mm-hmm. especially. Communication is important. Yeah. Also, just, like, buying a car on a whim is Without, so crazy. It's crazy. It's yeah. absolutely crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Oh, man. Well, I'm going to ask both of you. What oh. was the lesson, you guys? Well, you can't treat women or anybody like objects mm-hmm. because they're not. And they're not just some property that you can claim until it's convenient for you. Because they have feelings. People have feelings, guys. <laughs> I learned how to order from Chubby's. <laughs> um, That's don't, true. Don't buy a car unless you're sure your wife wants it. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, what said said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, as far as like content goes, this one's pretty light, but it is just kind of more of uh, like boosting, I guess, Sean and Corey's friendship and like mm-hmm. their dynamic. Um, but yeah, man, don't don't treat. Women like objects. People are people. Just be nice. Be a decent person. Like, and also, uh, something else that I want to point out is, like, basically the way that he picked Stacy over Linda was essentially how you, like, flip a coin and then you figure out which thing that you want more because the outcome isn't what you wanted. He should have just, he didn't really want to date Stacy or Linda that bad. He wanted to date Stacy. And he did. And then he didn't like her. And he was like, well, I got this backup girl. It's bad. It's all bad. Yeah, the fact that he was initially like, yeah, whoever walks up to me first. And then it was Linda, and he was like, wait, no. That's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, that's the end of the podcast. As, thank you so much for joining us and being our first guest ever. Where can people find you on the internet? Oh, God. You can find me at a a bunch of places. Um, Most of my socials are uh, under Cal's Calzones. Cal's underscore Calzones? Mm -hmm. Sometimes there's an underscore, and sometimes there's not, and it's confusing. (laughs) Um... I think there is not one on Twitter, but there is one on Instagram. Okay. So hit me up, you know. Um, You can also find me on the Scavengers Network YouTube channel where I eat chicken. Uh, And that's pretty much all I do so far (laughs) is I eat chicken on there. Uh, I think there's some zombie game Let's Plays coming out soon that I'm going to be a part of. And also I'm doing something fun for winter that's not chicken. Keep an eye out for it. (laughs) I don't want to reveal it yet. Yeah, Yeah. that's cool. Secrets. Yeah. Thank you again. Yeah. Oh, there's also there's also that other thing. That other thing. Yeah. Yeah. What? (laughs) I don't Um, know. 
<laughs> you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at the Lost Years Pod. Uh, we share on the episodes drop. We do share fun memes, and we also ask what you are nostalgic for, which I did at the last minute yeah. today. Yeah. Um, but I got some feedback, oh, good. which is nice. Uh, so I was asking, what was your favorite wintertime activity as a kid? Uh, Colin and Parker said sledding in all caps, and I said and snowball fights and picking out the Christmas tree and decorating it and Christmas cookies. Is that too many things? It's not. I loved all of them. Yeah. Um, Dan Spencer said, oh, for sure. The first family watching of the Muppet Christmas Carol on the rare chances we got snow. Playing in the snow is always high up there. <laughs> I agree. Which is just great. I love Muppet Christmas Carol. It is one of yes. the best movies that good. they ever made. It's extremely good. Nashville just said that they're doing the symphony to it. Um, and I, <gasps> I really want to go to it. Oh, that's so fun. Um, because that is just the best singing symphony. And also yeah. we had at Cal's Cal Zones. Oh, front of the front pod. Front of the pod. <laughs> Do you want to just read yours? You're here. Unless you want me to read I, I had one on Twitter, and then I also had one on Discord. <laughs> you want to read both, um, or do you want me to read both? <laughs> I loved getting my sled and finding the biggest hill around. We had a spot back in the day that was perfect. Not a lot of people knew about it, so we could sled all day uninterrupted. Also hot cocoa. Also hot tweet. cocoa. Um, one time on that sledding hill, there was like one other person there, and they were just standing at the bottom of the hill. Like this full like adult woman... <laughs> And, um, I went down the hill and I just, my trajectory was like right for her. And so I was just screaming, move, get out of the way. And she was, she was like, who are you talking to? And so I hit her with my sled and, uh, she gave me a bloody nose because she landed on my face. Oh my God. (laughs) And that's my favorite sledding memory. Wow. Oh, and I have the discord one too. Hang on. Sorry if there's background noise. Um, We're at a hotel. We're at a hotel. There's people outside. Yeah. Oh, well, Colin M. Parker also said, uh, Magoo's Christmas Carol. I have to watch that every year. And then I said, oh, if we talk in movies, you best not forget Heat and Snow Miser. And Dan Spencer said, oh, yeah, Year Without a Santa Claus is a classic special. You know what's one that I really loved? What's that? I I think it's just called Jack Frost. Oh, Yeah. That's the one with uh, Michael Keaton, right? Where uh, yeah, he, he yeah. dies and then turns into a snowman. Yes. <laughs> and gets to spend time with the sun again. Uh-huh. Wild concept. It's a wild concept. How come so many Christmas movies are like... Death? <laughs> yeah, like there's the Santa Claus, <laughs> the Santa Claus where it, like, it starts with Tim Allen murdering Santa. Santa. You know what, though? We came back to the hotel last night. We did watch Santa Claus 2 and 3 because they were both on Freeform. And I was oh. like, yeah. <laughs> nice. I mean, they're good. They're yeah. very they're extremely good. fun. It just made me think of that. But. Have you heard the um, the the sus miser audio that's gone around on TikTok? Definitely not. It's like I'm Mr. Sus Miser. I wait. I'm fuck. I'm Mr. Imposter. I'm Mr. Sus. Oh. I'm Mr. Vent Crosser. I'm Mr. Among Us. Oh yes, yes. you yeah. sent me that. Yes, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's very good. It's very good. Um, you can also email us at thelastyearspod at gmail.com. Um, I've been meaning we actually, to send y'all an email. We did get one. Yes. Which is oh, very sweet. Yes. No, I got it. I'm going to read it. Oh, heck yeah. Um, so we got one from uh, Brian from Gladwell, Michigan. He said, I love listening to your podcast while I'm at work. To answer your question as to what I'm nostalgic for, a good a good giant pile of leaves, jumping in it, running through it, and makes for great fall autumn pictures. I have a two-year-old son and a new puppy, and they have now joined in on my nostalgia for said leaf piles. And he sent us photos of his kid and his dog. <gasps> Thanks, Brian. It was very cute. Uh, and then he sent us another one and said, also nostalgic for email addresses from the sixth grade. Hints at my email address, <laughs> which I'm not going to read because I don't want to dox him, but it is very funny. Wait, can I see it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that is that is a good email yeah, address. Can I say that it's just got the word poop in it? It does like, have the word poop in it, yeah. It's a good email address. <laughs> uh, so thank you so much for that email, Brian. And uh, you can email us and we will read it on the show. You can also rate us and write a review on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe wherever you get podcasts. It really helps us out, helps people find the show, and is a nice thing to do for your friends. Yeah. Thank you. Thank and you. as. And as. <laughs> Sometimes. Sometimes. When they're here. <laughs> Uh, thank you to the Scavengers Network for having us on the network. Uh, you can check out other cool shows like Frankenstein's Jukebox and Wet Hot American Moon Juice Ayo. on www.scavengersnetwork.com. And if you like our show and any of the other shows on the network, please consider backing us at patreon.com slash the scavengers network. $2 a month. It's small. <laughs> it's a little amount of money. Yeah, it's two bucks. Uh, you can get access to hours and hours of bonus content. Which we have one coming now. Yeah. Officially, get ready. We do. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
But yeah, every donation helps support us and the network, so thanks. Yay, yeah. thank you. You know, Frankenstein's Jukebox and Lamb Juice both feature our friend Dan Spencer. Yeah. If you want to find me and Sid, you can find our personal social socials in our show socials. There's no better way to say it, frankly. Um, <laughs> but if you want to find me on the internet, I'm at twitch.tv slash it's Takeo. That's my favorite place to be on the internet. Um, it's a fun time. Sometimes Sid is there. Az hasn't been there in a while, but occasionally Az is there as well. It's because I got work. Yeah, they got they got stuff to do. I tune in from Best Buy sometimes. <laughs> yeah, which is so funny to me. Yeah, all I'm doing is standing at the door, yeah. so it's not like I have to do anything. <laughs> I have to, like, stop criminals, but, like... But do you? Yeah, no. Can you? <laughs> uh, but, yeah, that's, that's the best place to find me. Uh, you can find me on TikTok at Sudsley. I love posting content on there whenever I am able to, and also... My live tweet account again. I yeah. said live tweets. Um, still just critical at this moment. I'm not mm. doing anything else. <laughs> I did The Bachelor this past week. It's the first time I've done The Bachelor live, or The Bachelorette, I should say, live. Um, and it was very fun. I had a couple. They didn't go like viral, but I got mm. I got some good hits on them. And um, so yeah, if you want to follow my live tweet too, it's Tay's live tweets. Um, but I'm not there that often. Mm. <laughs> I will say whenever I do tweet about The Bachelor, those are the ones that typically tend to pop off. And they I'm like, hello. A little bit. Yeah. Mm. Bachelor Twitter is like a very fun place to be. Yeah. I posted a TikTok that got a uh, 15K the other day. Hot damn. Was that the I don't want to talk was, about that TikTok. It was the TikTok. McRib one. It's yeah. very upsetting to yeah. me. Yeah. Hey, Cal's Cal Zones on TikTok. It's upsetting <laughs> to me and my homegirls. Yeah. Um, yeah, I blew up on there a little bit. Yeah. Um... I was going to say something else. Oh, let me plug my other Twitter. Oh, please. At RC Cola Official One. <laughs> I forgot about that. Um, that's an account where I pretend to be the brand RC Cola. <laughs> and I just name search RC Cola sometimes whenever I remember. And I say fuck yeah to anyone talking good about it. <laughs> Absolutely silly. Um, thank you so much again, Oz, for joining us. You and can cut that part out if you want. I know. I'm leaving that in. Absolutely. <laughs> It's hysterical. <laughs> Gotta get other people to follow your RC Yeah, call. it's yeah. important. <laughs> this um, is the first time I've officially stated that that's my account. Yeah, <laughs> not officially RC Dolan. <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, like I've I've never credited myself to that account publicly oh. before. So. Incredible. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Well, until next time. You're Tay. You're Sid. <laughs> Just like it's always been. What else do you need to know? Goodbye, fam. Goodbye, fam. Goodbye, fam. <laughs> Last year's <laughs> the Scavengers Network. Creator driven, community focused, treasured content. Toon Link saw Kirby walking into the kitchen wearing a sleep cap. Kirby, did you steal the microwave? <laughs> Oh, hello there, gentle listener. I didn't hear you there. You caught me reading the longest written work in the English language, The Subspace Emissary's World's Conquest, a Super Smash Brothers fan fiction. But let's set that aside for now. To advertise our podcast. Hi, I'm Beth. And I'm Max. And we're the hosts of Fan and Ball, a podcast about fandom, their history and culture. The people and things they create. And everything in between. Listen bi-weekly on Wednesdays on the Scavengers Network or wherever you find your podcasts.